Hello, this is Master Johnny. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. We're on episode 107. It's part of the Demystifying Religion series. It's on Eid. Eid al-Adha, the Muslim holiday that just happened. Uh, Thursday, August 31st through Friday, September 1st, uh, 2017. This is where the Muslims all, all around the world celebrate this holy festival. Uh, I did this. Uh, I did this podcast on Eid, on the special Eid where Ibrahim, or in the Christian religion, Abraham, uh, is asked by God to sacrifice uh, his son. Uh, all the details. Uh, it was a, such a fantastic podcast. Again, one of the top five actually that we've done. So we're going to redo it, uh, but this time with a higher understanding. Uh, and a new meta healing on that, and this. <clears throat> uh, uh, so we're going to do that, uh, and then on top of that, since we're on the Muslim religion, um, uh, let's talk about another subject on demystifying religion, and this is on women. Okay, just a brief, and then uh, we'll do the replay uh, on the previous podcast with the new meta healing. Uh, I bring the subject of women because I was on a I was on a Facebook Live event that I did a while back, and obviously a Muslim individual, and I do come from uh, Muslim descent. Okay? Um, I was on Facebook Live, uh, and, and and this this Muslim individual is is going is Mas Muslim. Uh, because if he is, look at the way he's touching that woman, right? Uh, and if you've seen me work on people, again, there's it's nothing sexual or anything like that. Um, but uh, but I was seeing, you know, we were getting, I was getting all these comments uh, on look at the way he can't be a Muslim. Uh, he doesn't uh, he's totally say rejecting what I'm doing uh, just because I'm touching this woman. Uh, in an appropriate way, according to the Muslim standard. So the reason why that comes up is, although I had complete uh, honor uh, for this woman, okay, I was not touching her in any sexual way. You know, I was touching her around the neck. You know, uh, and in the Muslim standards uh, or the distorted Muslim standard, uh, that's taboo. This is where the chadar comes into place, or uh, the burqa. And by the way, that's going to be another podcast coming up. Uh, but let me just clarify, and let me just ask, say, those Muslim, uh, the Muslim culture, or the men and women that practice uh, what they believe in towards women. Okay? One, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Um, if you think that's a dishonor for women, Say the way I was touching uh, this woman, and, and and there's other ways as well. You know, there's um, um, you know men looking at women. Uh, you know, that's a dishonor for the woman. Right? So in a nutshell, basically what he was commenting is that uh, I'm dishonoring this woman because of the way I was touching her, uh, and in reality, uh, obviously not dishonoring the woman but actually holding higher standards and helping her send higher to a higher knowledge uh, of herself. 
you know, true dishonor, uh, especially in the Muslim culture, uh, when you're looking at honor towards women, especially, um, uh, look at the practices that Muslims have. Look at the practices, and I've been, you know, I came from a Muslim background. Uh, look at the practices that Muslim men look at towards uh, the women. Right? Uh, they look at women as uh, somebody in uh, dirty, uh, a lower level, uh, uh, a lower level human. That's not that's not any part of the religion. By the way, this is cultural standards that have been evolved. Look at the way uh, the Muslims, and again, it's not just Muslims. You know, you can put in Christianity, you can put in the Jews. Uh, they're all pretty much the same. But look at how they handle or have that viewpoint uh, towards women. Right? Uh, women are used as tools, especially sex tools. They've been around. Uh, although individuals, I high-regarded individuals in society uh, in the Muslim culture uh, on in secrecy. Uh, they will escape or they will go uh, to some other countries where they can use women uh, in disrespectful ways. Right? Um, and then in their own culture or in their own region, look at the families. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of stories or enough stories, uh, which makes you sick, that... Uh, you know, uh, a young teenage girl goes out on a date. Um, and it's not even about sex, although some, some do. Uh, they come back home and they get totally beat up um, by the fathers uh, uh, of that child. Uh, is that really honor? Is that really honoring that, uh, that young girl? Or should it be the man's or the parent's responsibility to bring in true understanding of what honor is rather than a fear understanding of what honor is. Right? Even if it's in that culture, even if you're not supposed to date, I have no qualms with dating uh, uh, at an older or younger age. It's not about that. But why was that girl disrespecting you Uh, in that fashion that she would go out and date improperly. Okay? And again, is it really disrespecting you or are you disrespecting that, that young child, that young girl, by the way you're treating her, thinking that that's the Muslim culture or that's the Muslim religion? It's not. Okay? And that's why she's disrespecting you. Okay? So look upon yourselves who... To, to note and to understand the actions of your children is a reflection upon you. So they should not get punished, especially young women. These, uh, these women, uh, they get beat up to the point that they die. They get severely beaten up. And by the way, it's just not the Muslim culture. Uh, there's a ton of uh, stories on the Christian culture. In fact, uh, uh, um, uh, sexual organ uh, abuse, um, I forgot what they call that. Um, the highest rate of that is in a Christian country. So again, j let's just not focus on, oh, it's the Muslim culture. Because again, that's judgment, which is against all religions, by the way. Okay? Deeming something else better uh, than or worse off than yourself, again, that's judgment. So let's not play that paradigm. 
like some of you are. Okay? Because all religions uh, are pretty much the same, just different time frames. Uh, anyway, coming back to honoring women. Um, you know, you, 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 if there's a woman uh, that shows off her eyes or her neckline, just like the throat area, uh, you know, or your hands, uh, those women uh, get abused uh, or disrespected. It's a disrespect. But in reality, if you, if you look at it, why are they getting disrespected? Uh, are you not the ones disrespecting them? Are you not the ones uh, putting your judgment upon that woman? Are you not the ones that are supposed to maintain that stability inside so there should be no disrespect? Again, disrespect is not, uh, does not come from a physical uh, action. Disrespect comes from a spiritual or an internal reaction. There are a lot of women in Muslim countries and non-Muslim countries uh, again, they looked upon, they look, they get frowned upon by what they're wearing, what they're talking about. And let me give you an example. Uh, say this woman, uh, you can see her arms. Right? Uh, in some of those countries, that woman uh, would get stoned or get thrown rocks at or uh, get humiliated at. Uh, what, kind of dis what kind of respect is that uh, for a woman? On top of that, why would you do that to your sister or your mother or your wife? There's no, dis there's no respect there. There's no respect, obviously, at the spiritual level for that person. Well, if they die because of that uh, treatment, they cross over. Uh, they're not an awakened individual, so you're really not doing your part to help other people ascend because that's part of the uh, Islam culture. Islam religion is that your purpose is having to help other people ascend to that ultimate truth. In fact, that's what Islam means, right? The ultimate truth. So when you abuse people like that, okay, whether they're doing something wrong in your eyes or not, uh, when you abuse and distort and then eventually uh, perhaps kill uh, individuals like that, uh, they do not cross over properly. Uh, and they go into so-called lower realms, or purgatory, because of your uh, actions. So in a sense, their distortions, okay, or their lack of ascending higher, uh, is the noose that comes uh, around your neck as you cross over. Uh, you will be punished. Okay? Not, by, uh, not by God, uh, or a council of, uh, of beings that go, oh, you did this to this person. It's just the natural state of spiritual physics. Okay? It's got nothing to do with good or bad. It's not nothing to do with uh, showing, uh, showing your shoulders or your arms or anything like that, uh, that you are a good human or not. It's just the purity that you are, the true existence that you are. Okay? That's what dictates that noose around your neck when you cross over. Uh, just like the gravity. Right? If you're a good person or not, 
uh, you slip, you fall off the edge, right? Uh, you're not going to get saved if you're a good person. Uh, the laws of gravity will work upon you. Same thing here. Uh, spiritual physics, same exact thing. Whether you're a good person or not, or whether you think you're a good person or not. And then, worse off yet, whether you think other people are a good person or not compared to you. It's even the worst sin, by the way, in religious terms of sin. Furthermore, if you are judgmental, say again, uh, uh, disrespecting women, if you are judgmental towards that, right? uh, and if you, say, punish women because of what they're wearing, um, what does that say about your level of ascendance? Right? If you're subject to getting distorted, by a woman wearing something okay, that you might think is uh, objectionable and it's affecting you, okay? should you not be the one who's punished, whether you're a woman or a man? Because there's a lot of, say, mothers that abuse uh, their daughters for what they wear, what they do, and so on. Right? Again, should you not be punished for what you are thinking about that woman? You are getting distorted, okay, or aroused uh, by what the woman is wearing in this physical realm, okay, and then abusing that woman because of it uh, shows the weakness that you are. Uh, and if you're weak here, and if you get distorted by the flesh, if you get seduced by the flesh, What's going to happen to you when you cross over and in your and you're in those other realms? Things way beyond the flesh. Uh, seduction way beyond any physicalness here in this world uh, will be present for you. Again, if you cannot handle a simple thing like mere flesh, what are you going to be doing on the other side? Again, punishing other people for your weaknesses will not help you. Understand God will not help you go to heaven. So that's my rant, guys. And by the way, that is not just uh, the Islam culture, uh, the Islam religion. Uh, Christians did the same thing. Jews did the same thing. Uh, Non-religions do the same thing. Countries, right? Other cultures do the same thing to other people. Uh, it does not help you. It does not help you in this realm. It does not help you in the other realm. Uh, let's go on. Uh, let's go on to the replay uh, of of the Eid podcast that I did a while back, and then we'll just. We'll do this new meta-healing. I'm going to read what I wrote on Facebook. Uh, September 30th was Eid al-Adha. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, pardon me. Uh, in the Islam religion, 
Uh, I'm sure the story relates to the Christian religion as well because of the two religions' similarities. There's a lot of overlap uh, between the two religions. Uh, here's the background on this holy holiday. Ibrahim, uh, known as Abraham, in the Christian and Jewish traditions, was commanded by God to sacrifice his adult son to prove his faith. He obeyed and took Ishmael. I believe there's some questioning of his Ishmael or his other son, but in this story we'll use Ishmael, uh, to Mount Mor Morai. Just as he was to sacrifice his son, an angel stopped him and gave him a ram to sacrifice in place of his son. So again, some people dispute that the son of sacrifice was Isaac. Regardless, uh, these events are remembered and celebrated at Eid al-Adha. So this was my comment that I wrote. I'm sure I'll get demonized for expressing exponential intelligence view on this, but here it is. Whether the actual story happened or not is beside the point. Okay? If it did happen, it was not God that spoke to Abraham. It was the devil, okay? quote-unquote, or the definition of the devil, according to religious standards. Uh, this clarification is very important because many believe that if they are a good person, only God talks to them. This is not true. In fact, the more sinned you become, the more you get tempted and the stakes become higher. For example, Jesus' temptation in his dark nights come to mind. Uh, I talk about this in detail in my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. If you read and understand the three major religions, the primary tenet is that God will never oppress. Is it against free will? Uh, to sacrifice another spirit to prove your faith to God is a flagrant betrayal uh, of God's own laws. I, I do believe that the miracle of saving his son was through the pure connection that Abraham had. So there it is. Again, as we uh, study the stories of religion, and again, there's tons and tons and tons of stories, uh, but why do I think that it was not God, some dark source uh, that, uh, say, uh, tempts you? Right? For example, Jesus. In his in his uh, uh, in his dark nights, he was tempted to jump off this temple. And same story. Uh, again, you get tempted all the time. In fact, in the religious text, uh, it talks about temptation all the time. Uh, as you go higher, and this is personal experience myself, as you go higher, like I said, the stakes get higher and higher. You get tempted by darker, stronger forces that are up there. Um, be, to derail you. The point is to master, say, the heavens and to master the physical realm. Okay? Your journey is to stay focused and stay balanced. Okay? And that's why those temptations happen. Just to get it out there, guys, God doesn't really care what happens. Okay? And I know that sound, sounds really cold. Just doesn't care. Uh, the reason being because no matter what happens, no matter what you do, uh, the first law, and, and again, in any religion, spirituality, God will not oppress. God will not uh, subdue. God gives you free will. Okay? To be at that level, okay, or to honor the laws that I just talked about, 
he can't care. But just note that God loves you at such a high level, way beyond, say, the love that you experience in this physical realm. And again, um, I'm just talking from experience. I've been at that level. So if you can imagine uh, the love that you feel here, the greatest love that you can feel here, and then multiply it by you know a few million times, that's the level of trueness. No matter what you do in God's eyes, still loves you. The worst that can happen, just like I say a parent, for example, the way I raise my kids, I kind of calculate what's the worst that can happen and then I let them do whatever they need to do. If it's dangerous, I pull them out. Similar to God, basically, what happens is that, well, they calculate what's the worst that can happen to you. The worst that can happen to you is that, well, you die. You leave your physical body, and where do you ascend up to? Right? Back to God. So, so that's not all that bad. Uh, at a spirit level, if you are bound, if you're not awakened, and then many people, again, this is the stories of purgatory right? uh, or suicide. Um, by the way, we've done podcasts on that, if you'd, if you'd like to listen in uh, on those. But what happens if you are bound you're not completely awakened at spirit level. As the end of time comes, everybody will be awakened again. And then you see the, say, the trueness or enlightenment. Again, nothing bad, they, they can happen. Or nothing bad enough, say, can happen to you that God will, say, leave you right? and abandon you. Again, a lot of you have that fear through religion and spirituality. So coming back to this story, does, so does the story mean that if we are manipulated or do something in the name as long as we have pure intention? Uh, the reason why it's not true, because it's not dependent. God will not come and save you. In the beginning, the beginning of time, God gave you all the tools ever needed for you to create whatever you've wanted to. Okay? To stand in your way and protect you, again, that would be against free will. What does, say, protect you is your belief or how awakened you are or how conscious you are in physical form or how connected you are in physical form to your higher self, which then in turn is connected to pure source or you want to call it God. I use pure source because pure source has not been, say, um, distorted, right? There's a lot of, say, beliefs, judgments when you talk about God. A lot of people want to move away from God because they've had bad experiences, right? So again, I use pure source. So pure source and God I'll use interchangeably. As I said, you don't need to prove your faith. God understands completely who you are. God understands your potential. Uh, again, and it's not God's place to judge you. That's another tenant in religion, right? Or through EI, God would never judge. Uh, it's not really how about having faith in God. It's really about having faith in your own self. Right? A lot of people have faith in God and look at their lives, right? They're good people. They work hard, right? They take care of their kids. They're honest, uh, whatever we think is good. And then look at their lives. Not so complete, right? They're in a lot of pain. They can't meet their bills. Would God ever do that? And then we blame God, right? 
or we blame ourselves that, well, we must have done something wrong uh, because God is doing this to us. Again, totally, totally false. God gave you the abundance, all the abundance that you've ever needed in any form. It's up to you to use those tools to create great masterpieces in your life, whether in this realm or uh, the timeless realm, or it's up to you, again, through distorted vision to destroy your life. When you submit your will, again, in religion, what do they talk about? You know, you submit your will, everything shall be forgiven. Right? If you read some of the stories, they say, even at your last breath, right, you submit your will uh, and everything shall be forgiven. What does that mean? Like, wow, you could just be totally, well, disruptive, right? Uh, Like Hitler, let's say. And at the last moment, you submit your will, uh, and then you're given, forgiven. That's what it says in uh, the three major religions, I'm sure other religions as well, but the three major ones. uh, What do they truly mean by that? is that when you totally become awakened, the storyline that you hear, that you are here, the things that you have, you have done here, no matter how heinous it is, right, dissolves. As you break away, again, it's not about God judging you. It's just how much story, how much a historical time you pull forward or how much say density or time space say memories uh, have integrated into your spiritual realm so as you cross over right the more of that storyline that you carry into spirit realm the more distorted you get it's not about god you know having faith in you it's not about god they judging you anything like that. It's about you awakening. And that's why everything shall be forgiven for you. Again, another story of religion uh, demystified. That's what true free will, or that's what submitting your will is really about. Again, complete awakening, and then you're free. Uh, Yes, and I do say that there is no such thing as an oppressive, vengeful God or pure source because God doesn't care. Why would he oppress or revenge you or get back at you or judge you uh, or put you in a life that uh, you totally hate? God didn't do anything of that to you. God didn't create that. However, uh, God, pure source, created everything possible for you to create this reality, you have to have the positive and the negative. Density, you have to have hot, cold, light, dark, right? And all the other opposites, right? Good, bad. Uh, again, not for you to say, learn from it, but for you, not for you to be like learn and be a good person, right? So you can say strengthen spiritually it's not about that it's for you to understand where you are say in the matrix of density or time space space time it just helps you navigate and understand space time so so when god created 
this a global setting that we call the Earth in this, in our case, right? With a certain time structure that it is, right? The 24-hour clock, right? Or the increments, whatever we go by in this realm. Uh, it wasn't there to punish you. It was there for you to understand density. Just like you have, say, all the tools that are ever needed, okay? All right? You can use those tools like vengeance, uh, oppression, to actually, say, enhance your space. Just like, say, uh, just like I always say, there are no negative emotions, right? although we classify them as good emotions, negative emotions, and I talk about that in another podcast. It's really up to you what you create in this world. Right? Uh, God gave you all the tools. And again, it's really up to you to use those tools to create great masterpieces or destroy your life. Right? You don't pay back God. Uh, you don't have to answer to God. You answer to yourself. So in conclusion, and just note that no matter what happens here, uh, you don't have to have faith. The true faith is having faith in your own self, having confidence in your own self, awakening to uh, your spirit, your higher self. Right? That connection to God always comes in if you are awakened between you and your spirit. Uh, there's hundreds of stories in the Bible, in the Quran, in the Torah, uh, and hopefully uh, as time goes by, as I come uh, run across uh, these stories, uh, put them on Facebook. If you have any stories that you want me to demystify, uh, again, let me know by emailing me at masei, M-A-S-E-I, at masajadi.com. Alrighty, let's go ahead and take a nice, strong, deep breath in. Just noticing where you are, noticing the space around you, noticing your environment, noticing yourself within the environment. Go ahead, take a strong deep breath in again. Um, acknowledging the group. A lot of people on the on the podcast listening to the same listening at the same time or not and hundreds of thousands of people listening to the podcast a lot of momentum take advantage of that momentum help us go further help us understand things at a higher knowledge a higher level what they were truly intended for what the creators of these religions intended not the distortions that have come through time And then a strong breath in again, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? By the way, nothing religious, nothing spiritual. You are of a religious bent. will help you understand your religion at a pure level, at the distorted level that most of us run. Noticing the breath, 
noticing your chest. As I bring in the trueness of what Abraham went through, whether you know the story, whether you know about him or not, does not matter. Let's bring in those frequencies of higher self, higher advancement, higher knowledge. Noticing your chest, noticing your ribs, noticing the spine. And noticing your ribs attached to your spine, all the way from the top of your spine, the neck, the upper back, your lower back, your tailbone, complete length of your spine. All you have to do on the back end or your source code, when you awaken beyond time-bound concepts of religion that have gotten distorted, when you reset of the true meaning of those stories in religion, in this meta-healing, Noting your breath will bring in the trueness of what Abraham was experiencing. Countdown from 10 all the way down to zero. Disconnecting us from this time moment. Helping us go back to his moment of awareness, of awakening, noting your breath. Ten, nine, eight, seven. We slow down time as we disconnect from time. Six. Five. Four. Three, two, one, zero. All you have to do is notice your spine from top all the way down to 
tailbone. I'll help you bring in the trueness of what Abraham was sensing or feeling or experiencing. Most of you might feel it right away. Some of you might feel it later on. Some of you might not. Depending on how clear you are, we'll just give it a try. Noting with every breath, with every exhale, getting closer, closer, and closer. To the awareness Abraham was experiencing at that moment. Strong breath in. Understanding the true meaning of that celebration of Eid help us purify where we can ascend higher Clear breath in, noting your true objective, getting closer to that one truth. The one truth that all of uh, Islam and all of humanity aspire to.
Beautiful breath in. Go ahead and leave you in this space for as long as you wish. As long as you stay in this space, connected to that mastermind. Hundreds of thousands of other people acknowledging and wanting the same thing, that desire, purity, abundance in this life and the hereafter. Creates a lot of momentum. As long as you stay in this space, You'll be bathed in that frequency. Thanks for being on the podcast. Notice what you notice. 